You're about to listen to the Meet Mediocrity Podcast, Season 3, Episode 8. And my guest today is Melanie Perkins. That's right. Melanie Perkins, the wife of Max Perkins, who was my guest on last week's Meet Mediocrity episode. Melanie, unlike Max, did not grow up on Nantucket Island, but she makes a life and a living on Nantucket now. She's an entrepreneur. She's highly energetic. She's very enterprising, and she's a fun conversation. You ready to hear more about Melanie? Let's get started. Hello, hello, it's Mediocre Mitch, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 8 of the Meet Mediocrity Podcast. My guest today is Melanie Perkins. Melanie Perkins grew up in in Connecticut, and while visiting a friend of hers in Boston, she met Max Perkins. The two of them had a romance, the two of them got married, and Max brought Melanie home to his family on Nantucket Island, and eventually the two of them decided that they wanted to make their life together on Nantucket. Now, Nantucket Island, first of all, it's a place that I love and that I'm looking to spend a lot more time there with my wife, Magnificent Meredith, I might add. Hey, that's a coincidence. You got Max and Mel, M&M. You got Mitch and Meredith, M&M. So a lot of M's here. Anyway, and don't forget my two dogs, Molly and Maggie. It's like M City. Anyway, Melanie, you know, moved to Nantucket with Max, and they're making a life there. And Melanie has created two very interesting and what I believe will be very successful businesses. Melanie, just to be clear, Melanie's a nurse, and she was working as a nurse in a hospital during COVID, and for a lot of reasons, which we will talk about, Melanie decided to cut back on her nursing. She does take some shifts on Nantucket, but it's not her full-time job. Her full-time job is really putting her effort into two new businesses. One is a floral business. The name of it is Flourish Nantucket. I'll spell that. F-L-E-U-R-I-S-H Nantucket.com. Flourish Nantucket is a floral business where Melanie will is a florist and she will do events, she will do weddings, and she will actually just bring lovely flowers and arrangements to your home in Nantucket. So that is business number one, Flourish Nantucket. She also has another business, which is a cosmetics business called Glisten. That's G L I S T N Nantucket. So glistennantucket.com. And I'm going to put the links to both of uh, Melanie's businesses in the links to this podcast. But Melanie, Connecticut, Boston, nurse, and now living on Nantucket Island with her husband Max 
and she's a enterprising entrepreneur. Ready to hear more about Melanie? Without further delay, here she is, Melanie Perkins. So Mel, thanks for being with me today. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited for having you. And um, I had an awesome conversation with your husband, Max. And um, now I'm having a conversation with the better half, you. (laughs) You know, um, so anyone who listens to my podcast or anyone who knows me personally knows that like I've always had a dream to live by the beach. Mm-hmm. And people who know me really personally know that I had a full blown dream to live by the beach at an earlier stage of my life that fell through. Um, and my current, uh, my current dream is to have a place by the beach where I spend a lot of my time in Nantucket, Massachusetts, which is where you are. Yes. And the, You know, so for me, you know, I'm a, you know, New York City suburban guy. And you know how crazy that life is. Yeah. And um, Max, your husband, grew up on Nantucket, spent some time off island and, and really wanted to settle back on the island. And I spoke to him at great length on the podcast about how he has strung together a lot of different jobs, one primary job and some secondary jobs to make a go of uh, make a go of it in a very transient community. You, Mel, are the reverse. Yeah, you did not grow up on Nantucket. You did. You grew up more in a situation like I live in. Yeah, and you chose um, a because you found Max, but also because you liked the lifestyle um, that you guys both settled on Nantucket. So, yeah. tell me a little bit about. Um, you know, the thought process that you and Max went through, but also the thoughts that you went through personally, because this is an enormous change for you. You seem to be super happy, but tell me a little bit about that whole kind of journey. Well, yeah. So I'm a nurse and I was working at a big city hospital in Boston Mm -hmm. during COVID and through quarantine and really the the huge surge we had in Boston. And you know, I felt I was overworked. I was overwhelmed at work. Yep. I was bringing work home with me. High and, stress. Yeah, it was high stress. And we, after that period of time, we kind of, you know, our lease was was coming to an end in Boston. And we really just sat down and talked about it and thought about it for a very long time. Like what like, what do we really want out of life? What is important to us? We, and we completely reevaluated what we wanted out of life and made the decision to move here full time and give it a go. So Max um, is a, a, is a Nantucketer um, and he was up in Boston doing real estate, if I remember correctly, and he met you. Um, You guys got married and you were living in Boston primarily or, uh, you know, near Boston. And, and, you know, you would just come back and visit Nantucket, you know, as your kind of like getaway place. And then you did that, that reverse. Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit about the thought process when you, when you talk about like, you know, what you want from life, a lot of people can relate to this Mel. So many people, um, 
you know, are moving out of city centers, mm-hmm. are, you know, learning, are, are reconsidering their careers because of, of, of the perspective that COVID gave them. So tell me a little bit about, you know, that for you, like, you know, some of the, some of the things other than just work stress that kind of drove you to this new life. Yeah. So again, just reevaluating what, what we really wanted. Um, Nantucket is a small community. The local people who are here, who are here year round, everyone kind of knows everyone in some way or another. It's a very supportive community. It's a very beautiful place. Um, you know, a lot of right, you know, people who write books come out here during the winter when it's dead silent and they, they're, that's how they write their novels and they spend time on their, on their own photographers, writers, musicians. It just really is a special place to kind of come to in the off season and reflect and appreciate kind of that, the quiet time. So um, you gave up, you gave up the nursing thing. I mean, obviously you're still a, a registered nurse, but you gave it up and, and you are not, you're not doing nursing on Nantucket. So I'm, I actually did start, I couldn't give it up completely. I uh, worked very, very hard for um, my BSN. So I, I didn't give it up completely. I'm working per diem at the okay. hospital. So it's five shifts a month. Okay. Um, so basically if they ever are short or need a little extra help, I'm able to come in um, and help out. And that's good too, because right now, obviously the floral floral business, floral season is um, at a low right now. So this is uh, gives me a little bit of extra things to do as well. Got to stay busy out here during the winter. Well, it's good that, you know, and, and Max actually spoke to us on, on the podcast I did with him about multiple jobs um, in a transient community. And yeah. so the nursing keeps your practice and keeps you busy. And you mentioned the floral thing. So yes. um, you and I spoke about, this is what really made me think that you're cool um, amongst other things, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the w- one thing that really struck me is you're, you're stepping away from what you went to school for, stepping away from your primary career mm-hmm. and saying, I really want to get into flowers. And yeah. I love flowers. So I was yeah, like, this is cool. Who doesn't love flowers? So, so how did you, how did you get it? The whole mindset of, I want, I want to get into flowers and, and how are you, how are you approaching it? Yeah. So while I was in college and getting my BSN, I did work at a flower shop, but I was the helper. Um, I'd be like cleaning the flowers, switching out the water, really like kind of like the hard work. Honestly, I remember <laughs> I'd come home or come back to my dorm and my hands would be like cut up from oh, like, the thorns. all the thorns off yeah. the roses. Um, so that like gave me a little bit of a peek into the business. Um, but when I moved out here, I took a good amount of time off. We moved out here in July. And for the first time in my life, or since I was 16, I've had a job since I was 16. Right. I, I took a summer off. Um, How nice. I, yeah. So I got to enjoy my first full-time Nantucket summer here and I was unemployed. Yep. Um, and it just gave me a chance to re like reflect and I'd be out in nature and it, the Island inspired me. Mm-hmm. Um, and Florence was born, you know, the, the seagrass and the, the ocean and all the different textures it really kind of reawakened my creativity Uh and 
I said, why not? If I'm ever going to do something like this, it's something I always kind of wanted to do, but I was always afraid, afraid to step away from nursing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, you know what, if I'm going to, if I'm ever going to do this now is the time. And I don't want to look back and regret and say, I wish I did this. Um, Isn't it amazing how many people go to school for technical things? Uh, you know, nursing is a science thing. I, I went for accounting. Well, I went to graduate school for accounting, which is a finance thing. But, you know, so many of us have these creative streaks that that if they go un, unattended to, they really gnaw at you. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's why I started this podcast. Like, I love doing creative things. And I spent mm-hmm. most of my career doing numbers. Yeah. Um, so you had this drive to start a, a, a floral business called Flourish. Yeah. Um, how do you start a, a florist business? I mean, just where, where do you begin? Um, so where do you begin? Well, I think you start with your, your vision and what you want to, to specialize in. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, it came at first, I thought I wanted to do more um, like retail, create uh-huh. arrangements, deliver them. And then I realized living on the island that it's kind of hard to get, it's not hard, but it's more difficult to get fresh flowers. It's overnight. difficult to get everything on, on Nantucket. I mean, yeah. it's it's an island for goodness sake. I mean, I... I Remember the first time I, I met Max and I was talking to him about Amazon Prime. He's like, yeah, they don't deliver it the next day here. Yeah, Four-day window. <laughs> yeah. So, um, okay. So being having a steady stream of flowers like a mm-hmm. traditional suburban or big city florist is, is very challenging there. Yeah, absolutely. So how do you adapt to that? So I actually have reached out to uh, flower farms in New England. Mm -hmm. And so seasonally, I try to source my flowers from the New England area. Um, I only source from flowers in the, you know, I only get my flowers from places in the United States um, because the floral industry is actually pretty horrible for the environment. And that's something that I wanted to make people aware of and make my business model around that we're like eco-conscious and eco-friendly. So I well, and, 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 and what's, what's so bad for the environment? Is it, is it like sprays and disinfectants and fertilizers? Like what, what is it? Yeah. And even how much waste is used making a floral arrangement Um, the plastic containers, for instance, right. I only use glass ceramic reusable containers. I have a vase recycling program that I started um, and when flower arrangements are made, they're made using floral foam, right? Which right. is so so bad for the environment. It's not biodegradable. Um, it goes into whatever our landfills goes into our water, poisons our oceans. Yeah, it's full. It's really a horrible, horrible, yep. horrible product. Um, so I wanted to be an eco-conscious and environmentally friendly florist. And one of the ways doing that is really supporting um, like local farms, small flower farms. And then um, in the off season, when I can't source my flowers from New England, I'll source them from California. Okay. So you bring in, you, you bring in your flowers from, from off Island and Mm -hmm. 
then what? You don't because you, you don't have a a flower shop per se. You're do, you're yeah. doing this from your house. So how do you how do you make that all work logistically? You fly yeah, it so in, and then what? Flowers mo- most flowers have to be kept very not very cold, but cool to stay alive and healthy. So I um, have a fridge that I keep my flowers in. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also put them in the basement anywhere, like really dark and and cold. Uh-huh. Um, and usually before I even like place my flower order, I have kind of a vision of what I want to create, the color scheme that I want to create. Um, and then I kind of go from there and order. So, real, so, you're, in, you, so you're not, you're not keeping inventory around for hopes of orders. You're, you're, you, you have a order. Um, you know what it's going to, you know what you're going to put together and you order, you order flowers in to fill the order that you've received. You're, you're very, very yeah. precisely bring it in, you know, send it out. Yeah. That's where I'm at now. Cause I don't have a, have a retail space, you know, retail floors kind of orders a bunch of product. They have it in their windows. They have it in their fridge. But for me, um, being small and just starting, I, I order as I as I get an event or um, or an, an arrangement or something. Yeah, so I was going to ask you to tell me a little bit about the types of orders that you get because I keep thinking about you know the florist that I have in town, mm-hmm. um, and if I want to buy Meredith flowers, I could do it on the spur of the moment, walk in, get a bouquet, bring them home. And Mm -hmm. Meredith is super happy Um, or on Valentine's day or mother's day or what have you. So um, you're not, you're not necessarily playing to that kind of audience because it's, it's a not, not so um, easy to do and B you're on Nantucket, which has got kind of a variable um, population. So what kinds of orders do you get? Yeah, well, I will say originally that was my my idea that I'd be able to do arrangements like that. You know, if someone wants to make for Valentine's Day or um, surprise their wife with something, that's originally what I thought I was going to be able to do. Um, but that's part of starting a business is learning what works and what doesn't work. And right. it's, it's part of a learning process. And mm-hmm. I'm still learning. But because of COVID and so many like large events being canceled and weddings being canceled and you know, keeping numbers down, I reshifted and refocused my business towards small events, elopements, and uh, small weddings. So that's what I'm I'm focusing on moving forward. Well, Nantucket is got tons of that because yeah. it's so beautiful there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I would imagine, uh, Melanie, that that's very seasonal. Like I would imagine most of your most of your um, weddings are going to, I mean, they, almost everywhere this is true, but it's particularly there, it's, it's mostly going to be during the summer. Is that, is that true? Or are you getting a, a bigger season than that? Uh, no, most, so spring, summer, fall. Okay. That's not bad. That, that could yeah. be eight or nine months, not, yeah. you know. Definitely. Before. And honestly, like most things out here during the winter, things slow down here. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. If business slows during the winter, it gives it gave me a chance to, you know, focus on marketing or focus on, um, like bettering my skills, taking classes. It's kind of the time to just dive in, reflect on your business. What can you do for the upcoming season? Um, so it definitely slows down. So we do have a slow period here. So I'm thinking about, you know, all of the people who are 
the, the vast majority of people who are, are listening to this podcast, sure, they're going to be people who live on Nantucket who listen, but more, more there are going to be a lot of people who are vacationers or destination travelers once COVID is finished, because right now no one's going yeah. anywhere. <laughs> um, but you go on vacation, you go to a destination, and you don't automatically think florist. But mm-hmm. I would, but I would imagine there are a lot of ways that you can brighten your, your brighten your visit, yeah, by calling a florist. Definitely. So we, I do during the summer. I do do like a subscription based program for my clients who come out and they stay extended periods of time. Um, I do like biweekly, a monthly delivery, um, because during the summer I can keep a bigger inventory, and that's mm-hmm. possible. But during the winter, it just doesn't really work. Um, so there's definitely ways to kind of bright up your brighten up your rental or something like that. So now you're you're mentioning this this is a this is florist. So this is like vases and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, I assume what you you're what you don't you don't I'm assuming, but I never asked you that you don't do things like pots, like planted pots. Do you do that as well? No, no, we, I don't do that. Um, that's, I, a, that's a completely different business, isn't it? Yeah. So that's more like probably landscaping, gardening. Right. Um, and honestly, like gro- even growing flowers is a whole and completely, completely different industry. Right. Um, I'd love to eventually be able to have like my own little cutting garden. That's my goal, but it, it, it takes a, it takes a lot to learn that, that kind and of stuff. And it's also, I would imagine it's hard where, where you're at because, you know, you've got the changing seasons and, you know, Growing flowers yeah. is a seasonal thing. So yeah. I would imagine, you know, if you were in Southern California or something, you could you could plant flowers all year round, but but not yeah. so much in the Northeast. Definitely, definitely. Though I will say, um, with our the sandy soil that so many flower varieties just love, love that sandy soil. So um, I'm sure obviously you've been out here and seeing the hydrangeas and how beautifully they grow out here. Um, dahlias are, they grow like beautifully out here in this environment during this um, summer and fall. Um, wow. So, so um, you've been living on Nantucket Island for less than a year. Mm-hmm. You visited before that, but, but yes. this, you're, you're now, you're a resident. You live there for less than a year now. How is it? How does it feel? What What's it like to live? You know, for someone who never did before, to live in a what I call a transient community, one that that you know Nantucket has over fifty thousand residents in the summer, mm-hmm. and has you know ten thousand or fewer in the winter. Yeah. What's it like? Um, what's it like? It is actually really nice. <laughs> Yeah. It is so, so busy here during the summer. There's so many people, again, our, our summer businesses, that's when we have the most business. Mm-hmm. So when things quiet down in the winter, it's, it's really nice. Um, the thing that's nice, the thing, so I know it's busy in the summer and it's very peaceful in the off season. Um, but my, my impression of Nantucket is because there's so much of the land that um, is not developed, mm-hmm. that busy is busy, but it's not like awful. 
Like, like, you know, sure you have to make reservations for dinner and sure it's hard to find a parking spot in the center of town, Mm -hmm. you know, around dinner time. Um, but it's not like hustle and bustle crazy. I mean, you're from no. Boston. I'm from New York. It's it's never, ever like that. No, no, definitely not. You know, when I say busy, it's just because, you know, for instance, Max, he's on the water from whatever, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., seven days a week during the summer. Yeah. Um, so almost like the lifestyle for people who live here year round in the summer is very busy. Right. Right. So, and so you, this coming summer, summer of 2021 will be your first full summer with Flourish as yes. an operating business. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So um, we're in January of 2021, which means that you're probably three to four months away from starting to really crank up. Tell yeah. me a little bit about your, your, what you, what you're doing right now to plan for your first full, first full season in business. Yeah. So right now I am working with other local businesses on the island, um, photographers to help to kind of partner with them to promote my business and help um, promote these small weddings and small elopements that so many people have to do this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I am focusing on taking classes and increasing my skill and becoming better at what I do. Yep. I'm, I'm self-taught. So I kind of just feel like I have a creative eye and an eye to create beautiful things. Um, But there is a lot of like technicality in the floral business. So I'm trying to improve my skill and obviously like marketing is huge too. And um, getting my name out there on social media and the other brands on the Island. So, yeah, I was going to say that, um, well, get, doing classes, you know. So I have a new, I have a new, um, I have a new hobby where I'm graduating from iPhone photography to real photography. Yeah. Um. Really, I'm I'm thinking more. I'm not thinking weddings. I'm thinking or, or, or things like that. I'm thinking more like you know landscape photography and just kind of being mm-hmm. out in nature and which Nantucket is beautiful for. Yeah. Um, but. I'm learning the whole thing just watching YouTube videos. I mean, is that is that, I mean it's ba- is that basically it? I mean, in terms of some of the technicalities, I would imagine it doesn't have to be YouTube specifically, but I imagine there's just there's a ton of photography videos, so there must be a ton of floral arrangement videos too. Yes, yeah, a lot of the learning that I do is online. Um, some like my favorite, if I like a um, florist the way they design something or kind of their their vibe, I yeah. I like to take courses specifically to that because, um, my, my style is a little bit different. It's, there's a lot of texture and movement, um, very whimsical. It's not so much very, your standard, like round arrangement in a vase. I like a lot of movement and texture. Um, so that I take classes with designers who are similar to that. I love that. Yeah. I love that. So you mentioned small weddings and elopements. Mm-hmm. Um, given COVID, like I had a, I have a number of friends and um, friends of friends who had weddings that they canceled because of COVID. Yeah. Or I shouldn't say canceled. I should say postponed. Mm-hmm. And you know, twenty twenty one isn't shaping up to be a, you know, travel at will. No. Yeah, either. I mean, vaccines are just getting out there and people, 
it's going to be a, a, at least uh, at least a few more months. I think probably the better part of 2021, yeah. while people are are normalizing post post um, the biggest crunch of the pandemic. Pandemic. So tell me, um, are small weddings and elopements like? Are there a lot on the docket for summer of 2021? Are people moving in that direction? Have you seen it already? Yeah, I'm seeing it a little bit. I think pe- people are still staying positive and hopeful that they'll be able to have their, you know, 150 person wedding. Right. I don't necessarily know if that will happen this summer, but with, I, I just really wanted to reevaluate, you know, my focus in this business to that because I feel for these these brides and the grooms who want to have their dream wedding. And I think the shift, the focus shift needs to be towards like love can't be canceled, right? You can still celebrate. You can still have your dream wedding day. It just might be a little bit smaller than you expected, not as many people. And that can be a good thing, you know, less overwhelming, more intimate, more connection. And that's what I'm really about. And I want to help, help people still have their dream wedding, maybe just on a little bit of a smaller scale. Wow. I love what you just said. First of all, you said love can't be canceled. I love that. Um, But I also love what you're talking about in terms of these weddings may actually be, there may actually be something much better about it. Um, You know, you mentioned intimate. You also mentioned um, more, more personal. Like, you know, you think about these weddings with 150 people and the bride and the, I mean, that's what I had back in the day. Um, but you know, the bride and the groom have to, you know, basically spend their time working the room, meeting and greeting people that sometimes they don't care as, you know, they're not as close to distant relatives, friends of friends of friends. Um, I think this could be a big thing. Um, and, and actually it could be a much bigger thing going forward. Um, so I would, so in terms of your business, so you're going to be, you know, yes, if there was a 150 person wedding, I assume you can handle that. But I think, you know, what you're saying to me is, especially during the season, you know, a small event or a, a nice size dinner party is certainly within the realm of what you can be called for. Yes, absolutely. Cool. Okay. Well, I think you you are very cool. I'm I really love the whole story about moving to Nantucket, about starting a new business, and about starting a new life. Um, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I really enjoyed speaking with you. Oh, thank you for having me again. This is awesome. Okay, take care. Take care. So that concludes my two part series. First, Max Perkins last week and Melanie Perkins this week. And what I love about the two of them is, first of all, I really enjoy their company. Um, Meredith and I met them on Nantucket. We met Max first, then we met Melanie. Now they've been on the podcast and can't wait to see them again when we get out of this frigid cold weather. Um, I also really admire how Melanie has done a couple of things. She, A, found a happy place on Nantucket Island, both because Nantucket is Nantucket, and it's amazing, and because that's where her husband Max is from. And she chose to scale back on her chosen career of nursing to pursue 
careers and businesses that really motivated her and kind of struck her inner desires to build a business more. And those are her cosmetic business, Glisten Nantucket, and her flower business, Flourish Nantucket. Again, I'm going to put the links to both of those in the links to this podcast. But any time that you can pursue jobs that you love and live somewhere you love and be with someone you love, you've kind of got it right. So with that, let me wrap this up by reminding everyone to check out the Meet Mediocrity podcast, of course. Um, Let's also check out our YouTube channel, um, which has short, fun, wellness-related videos on YouTube. That's Meet Mediocrity on YouTube. And please go to meetmediocrity.com and subscribe to our weekly newsletter. And with that, the wrap-up is to please stay safe and healthy, to please continue to smile, be happy, stay positive, and be well. That's it, everyone. Take care.